So the Utah Jazz are going to recognize Gordon Hayward Friday night Whoa. at the game. Whoa! Just talk this about is content. I'm, I'm not. I'm not real. I'm, that was all I was going for. All right, play that. Play that back real quick. I want to see what that sounds like. Welcome to Hero Ball, the podcast exploring the multiverse of sports and entertainment. My name is Tom Jones. We are back together with me, as always, Darren Caldwell. It's been a long two weeks. It's been a long two weeks. It is good to be back. And Carter Smith. What's happening? What's happening? Welcome back, boys. Welcome. It is a lot of fun being back. We have missed a ton of stuff. The league is in the the league meaning the association is in full swing right now. The Rockets are getting destroyed, and we are all glad for that. <laughs> the Carme- the Carmelo Anthony experience experiment it just sucks is going that it's well. At the hands of Oklahoma, but whatever. Yeah, too bad you can't have two losers in the same game. I mean, well, we do have two losers in the same game, but only one of them will actually lose the game. <laughs> right. Oh boy. Well said. Well said. <laughs> um, wow. So. What do we got going on? We gotta get our we gotta get our groove back, We're rusty. Uh, My microphone stinks. It's been in the bag too long. Yep. It's been in the bag too yeah. long. So uh, I just I'll get us started real quick. I just want to give a quick shout out to Coach Pop for being um, just a cold hearted OG of a coach. What, other, what did he do now? The other night, dude. I love Pop. I love Popovich. I, I don't say this with any sarcasm. He they were playing the Heat. They were down 5-14 to 14 early on, right? Obviously. He literally calls the timeout, subs out all five starters, and puts in all five <laughs> bench players. That's awesome. I've seen him do this one other time. And it was long. I mean, I think maybe Shaq was still in the league. It was a long time ago. I love that move so much. That was the most boss move ever. <laughs> it's one thing to get pulled like two minutes into the game and have the coach talk to you. It's a whole nother level of shame and embarrassment to have the entire squad come out and take a seat and have all the bench players come out. To me, it's like he put like a red A over, like uh, like made him wear a red A of embarrassment or something like that. It was, I love it, dude. Pop never, never <laughs> ceases to amuse. He's so good. Like, you're not coming here to play here tonight? All of you, sit down. <laughs> That's awesome. Take a seat, dude. It was fantastic. Just one of those moments that made me realize why I love Pop so much. I like it. Dude, he's so good. <laughs> it was like, no different. I was watching another game years ago with him and Shaq. Game one, you know, and all the rivalries that the Spurs, Laker has, Spurs Lakers had. Hack a Shaq and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Game one, right after tip-off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I watched this game live, man. Right after tip-off, uh, one of... The Spurs, like, centers or something, bear hugs Shaq, gets an intentional foul, and sends him to the free throw line. Yeah. And Shaq looks over at Pop, and he's busting up laughing <laughs> on the bench, and he gives the two thumbs up to Shaq. 
Yeah, I remember that. That's awesome. So funny. <laughs> I like I like Popovich. For some reason, he gets a lot of a lot of hate. He, I don't know. Like, I don't know I, what there's to hate about I the guy. I think that yeah. he's got. I mean, he's he's serious with his basketball stuff, obviously, and he's yeah. proven to be one of the highest caliber coaches we've ever seen. But at the same time, like he's got such an off the wall like personality, but he's really funny. But people, for whatever reason, like take it as if he's just like, like I think they because he's very sarcastic. So obviously we see that in like the uh, the little in game interviews and things like that. He used to have banter a lot with uh, Craig, Craig Sager. Sager, and but people would legitimately be like, "Why is he being so rude?" It's like he's not like those dudes are really close for one, or you know we're really close for, uh, and. and I don't know. I just I always seen it as like a funny, sarcastic, like well, yeah, his were, personality. Yeah, they were also the, the stupidest part of NBA games. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's let me do. let me ask you some inane question. Why do you think your team's doing so badly? Or hey, your team's doing really good. What can you keep doing right. to uh, get this? <laughs> little, uh, but his keep, answers keep playing well sarcastically yeah. <laughs> right. and his personality yeah. are like just as dumb as the questions, which I think is hilarious. And yeah. I think that's how he sees it too. I don't think there's any ill intention or like. Malicious, no, you know no. what I mean. Like, it's people. not like he's Bill Belichick who just comes off as a jerk. You, you don't ever see a light side of Bill Belichick. Pop isn't like that, right? Yeah. Or, or there's Russell Westbrook who literally acts like he's a teenager being asked to clean his room. Anytime a reporter asks him a question, like, "Hey, so uh, you know, do you feel like it's just you going against all these guys? How dare you? How dare you ask me?" Ask me that question, even though clearly that's what I'm thinking and doing. <laughs> yeah. I remember that time that there was a reporter, the Jazz beat Oklahoma City, and, and it was in Salt Lake, but the question Hashtag that was asked was to Russell Westbrook, um, did the Thunder lose or did the Jazz win? <laughs> and he that's just deep. like gave this Heck. look. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not defending the question, but still, like, I just remember he gave this look, and he's like, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And he just, he didn't, and he's like, I'm done, and he just walks off. (laughs) Which maybe in that question, he was justified, but. Yeah. Well, or somewhere, like, I've seen reporters ask him a question, he'll be like, what's my answer to that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, what's my answer to that? And then the reporter says, uh, or no, he said, "What, what did the report say? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it'll be, uh, you'll be out for two weeks. That's my answer. Right. <laughs> Which it's actually entertaining, but it's also kind of a jerk move. So but that's also because I just don't like Westbrook. Yeah. And he's not getting my fantasy team any points tonight. No, sitting out. So it sucks. Paul it's George. Let, it's going to let me catch up. Seventh straight win. They just won just now. Real time. Real time. Real time update. Real time. Real time update. <laughs> Seventh. <laughs> So when you're listening to this uh, tomorrow or Friday, here's your uh, breaking news update. Spoiler alert: (laughs) the Rockets are gonna lose. (laughs) Oh man! We got. uh, I've got a. I've got a heat take Uh for you guys tonight. Heat take. Heat take. So this one is how long it's been. You're just changing it up now. I'm just changing it up. What's a heat take? Uh, Did you get Tom's approval for his podcast? (laughs) <laughs> There's no like you just can't rename things on my podcast. Uh, what I did get Tom's approval for was to eat his rum cake. Yep. Did you bring that? 
<laughs> no. Bring no. me some rum cake. So I have some leftover rum, rum cake. Okay. Yeah. And I, I gave it to D uh, the other night. Yeah. And uh, Two pieces. And I'm just going to say that Tom's domestic abilities mm-hmm. are sublime. Sublime. When it comes to alcoholic cakes. Sublime and superior. So my challenge now being the third party here that's not invited in on this rum cake. So now you have a heat check about my so heat my, check. So my heat check is that I didn't get any rum cake. No. You you present me with some rum cake. You present me with your glorious um, peach cobbler. Mm. Ooh, that was good. And I shall be the judge. <laughs> that, I mean, that seems fair. I, yeah, that seems it's, fair. It's only fair. I will make the rum cake so I can eat it again if you want to judge it. Yeah, sure. Sweet. I'll bake it. Very cool. So, yeah. Are you going to talk to us about Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> Doing the Jeff Goldblumiest thing Jeff yeah. Goldblum can do? When I saw... I don't, I don't know what what you're talking about. Oh, man. The mood is... I don't know. Cats and catresses. I don't know how much we can play mood. for... Uh, uh, copyright purposes. You know, I don't think I don't think Jeff Goldblum's listening to this, so just go ahead and play the whole album. Well, yeah, I, I don't know how much we can play because I mean, that's baby making music. Well, right? I was gonna say if we play it for too much well, longer, listen. we're just gonna stop talking and just listen and be carried mm. away by the smooth, right. jazzy. I, I think I mean I, I mentioned this before when I found out today that Jeff Goldblum had released a jazz album. For those who don't know, Jeff Goldblum is best known for Jurassic Park. And, uh, well, the fly. I mean, I'm just kidding. I, I don't even know if that... I think that was made the year I was born. Wait, guys. <laughs> I thought he was known for Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh. With I, Jim Carrey. I actually did watch that movie now, you see. And there was a black actor in it, too. I, I think it was one of the Wayans brothers. Yeah, it was. Okay. I was going to say LeVar or one of the Wayans brothers. Episode, yeah, planned episode canceled. <laughs> Dude. You're now doing a Jeff Goldblum super app. Dude, Earth right. Curls are easy. I forgot. It. They all had colors like blue, yellow, yeah. green, or whatever. Gina Davis. Yes. Oh, gosh. She okay. was the Earth Girl. <laughs> Highlighted That's when by Jim Carrey went by James Carrey. That's right. On. Well, I think it was a Wayans brother. Sorry, Taryn. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I forgot about, about it. Brother. I didn't have anything to talk did, about. Because I think they did In Living Color together. I totally forgot I don't know. I'm just, this is off the top of my head, so yeah. I don't I could be wrong. Okay, back to Jeff, <laughs> Jeff So anyway. Life um, finds uh, a way. Yeah, life life finds a way. You know, he didn't think about whether or not he should. He just thought about whether or not he could. And he didn't. Yeah, I'm did. glad. I'm glad. And he could. And he could. It, it's a... Uh, I mean, I've only listened to the first song. But uh, check out Jeff Goldblum's jazz album. Um, it's it's really good. Actually. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I, will, I added it to my playlist. I've seen him on, like... You know uh, the Tonight Show and stuff, and doing. And he's a really, really skilled pianist. And I mean, we're I, talking might, about a Renaissance man here. I didn't know yeah. that he was like that man. Him and Steve Martin should get together. Oh yeah. Uh, I've heard that Steve Martin's kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. So anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Better, check out uh, no, Jeff Jeff Goldblum. It's to me that's just the most like 2018 thing. Is here's here's Jeff Goldblum, accomplished actor, also the uh, spokesperson for like Apartments.com or something like that. Yeah, something kind of. And odd. boom, jazz album. He's not like you know this isn't like an NBA player going. I'm gonna make a hip hop album like Shaq and Kobe and uh, Lonzo Ball. 
have attempted to do. No, this is this is a flex. This is a flex to yeah. say I'm going to make a jazz album. That's uh, I, it, that's impressive. This is not Russell Crowe and his stupid rock band. Oh, that's right. Or Keanu Reeves plays the bass in some. Oh, that's band. right. You know, this isn't this, Jared Leto and whatever that dumb band is that he has. <laughs> Thirty whatever. seconds to Pluto. Something about Uranus or something. I don't know. Yeah, this feels very much in the vein of Jeff Colbert. Oh yeah, like that's just yeah. Like when I I saw that he had done that, I I was not shocked, but I was infinitely uh, interested. Yeah, yeah, I, I, exactly, uh, exactly. Did, Darren, I you got no, a I got a, a kid situation. You got a kid situation. We're gonna. Take a break. I'm just gonna mention something real fast about Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, go ahead, dude. I Since totally Darren's forgot. I'm gonna, gonna look this out. And I am de- so. I am 1988, de- starring Gina Davis, cool, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, and Damon Wayans. Oh, and also Charles Rocket, who was uh, famously canned from Saturday Night Live for dropping the f bomb. That's and it. He also uh, he dropped the f bomb one time. Well, fired. he was also terrible oh, okay and he just wasn't too. funny yeah however he plays the uh the bad guy uh main i don't know if he's like a, supposed to be a mob guy or what but the the main antagonist in uh dumb and dumber the guy who wants the briefcase <laughs> yes yes so, oh is that him so so yeah the uh like the businessman not the not the two like hench people that oh, go after right, him, right. but like the guy who stays back and is concerned about his briefcase Three furry and funny aliens travel around the universe in a spaceship and receive a broadcast showing human females. They're fascinated by these shapely creatures and discover that the broadcast came from Southern California. There you go. I mean, that's the premise of the movie right there. There you go. It's about valley girls. (laughs) How did we find our way talking about Earth Girls Are Easy? Jeff Goldblum, baby. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> so, Dude, um, look at the picture of Goldblum on this. We're going to have to tweet that out. Goldblum and Gina Davis sitting on a rocket. I like it. Oh, my gosh. An out-of-this-world, down-to-earth romantic comedy. I'm looking at the photos of when they're in their alien shapes, and they're holding a <laughs> bikini-clad Gina Davis uh-huh. all staring at her pretty creepy looking image oh yeah when they're in their like uh, furry Mm -hmm. furry things so I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna take a short break real fast we will be back momentarily yeah we'll let D handle his kids uh, yeah be right back be right back and we're back he didn't even realize we were gone (laughs) so Darren is done parenting for now for now I can I can hear my daughter jumping on the ceiling right now. Yeah. So we'll see how long this lasts. Jumping on the ceiling. Well, our ceiling, her floor. Oh. But I mean. Oh, that's right. Upstairs. Dirt. <laughs> hashtag basement. Yeah. So Cardi, you got any? Uh, before we get into not the really. I'm just no? kind of stoked. We talked about Earth Girls are easy for <laughs> as long as we did <laughs> for at least yeah, it was like three minutes <laughs> longer than it should have been. But the record show. <laughs> I was trying to bring this back to a jazz album. That's true. <laughs> so we kind of hijacked your your heat check. I thought there. don't we don't we have another uh, heat check coming up? Do we? Uh, isn't that the the news that uh, the Tom you were breaking oh, to us? Oh jeez, yes. Because I'm pretty hot about it. So I can't. Tomorrow night. What we're doing? Friday. Oh yeah. November ninth. Ninth. So this might be breaking news tomorrow. 
and already done with. Gordon Hayward returns to Salt Lake City Boo. to play the Utah Jazz since he has left the team, abandoned the team. Will he actually play? It's on a back-to-back. And it has come out that the Jazz will honor his seven years of service with the team with some type of something or other. That's all we know at this point. They will honor him somehow. Video package, most likely, a montage of all that he accomplished with his two Nothing. playoff wins. I don't, not much. No, four, four playoff wins. They, they got one series. And then they got swept. Oh, that's right. We won the series. Joe Johnson yeah, won the series. This is game seven. So, we, yeah. so I guess here's the question. Uh, how do you feel about it? And why would the Jazz do this? Like, he he's not a statue. Why? I mean, yeah, Jonathan so, Carl. Why in the world would we honor him? So, first of all, the whole idea what? of tribute videos for a guy who has done nothing. Nothing. Like, and not to say that Gordon Hayward didn't do nothing, but. He did something that was so spectacularly average for any right. other franchise. Like, if he had stayed here for 10, 12 years or gotten us to the Western Conference Finals, I mean, we're not doing a, a tribute video for Darren Williams. Exactly. Right? And we got and further he, with that, and he got way, We got to the Western Conference Finals with him. And it, he was like an Olympian. He was a far more, like, at yeah. the time, decorated athlete than right. Gordon Hayward's ever been. You know, it's not like Gordon Hayward, like, showed up with a busted hip and having his sister shot like Isaiah Thomas did and totally rescuing a season. Hayward, sure, he was our best player for three years, right? After Darren Williams got traded and not that whole thing, like three, four years. Full rebuild mode, yeah. Love what Gordon Hayward did for us, but tribute video? Like, come on, this this is ridiculous. Let's trounce the guy. Let's let's leave. Let's let the crowd boo him, jeer him, whatever for the first game. Just get it out of our system, and then we'll be done with it. And be done with it. Yeah. Why, what are we tributing him to? Yeah, we don't. There, there doesn't even be some type of fake honor to the guy. I mean, he's he's tenacious. D taught us that you only do a tribute to the greatest song ever written in the world. That's right. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you said it. He he's just his time here was average. Yes, we built up every year. But he had he didn't accomplish anything with the Jazz. There's nothing to tribute him to, other than to say good job. You did your job well for seven years. Appreciate everything you did. But yeah. that doesn't need a video. You don't need to recognize that. I think the Jazz are trying to get ahead of the booze and try to say as an organization we're going to put our best foot forward. But so what? You don't need to do that. Let the crowd boo. Let the fans do what we want to do. Are, are we going to put the text he sent to Gail Miller on the screen as R- part of this tribute video? Right. When like, he uh, abandoned us like the like a traitorous weasel? I was going to say, the Jazz already thanked him publicly. They pulled out an entire ad, which usually it's the player leaving. Right. pulls the ad right. and says thank you to the city and thank you to the organization and whatnot. Um, I know that he had the player's tribune piece that was thank you utah but we all know that was about ju- that, that was but so you know i i think that the jazz have already acknowledged what he's done and i think it's kind of silly that they want to continue that although i do see what you mean they probably want to get ahead of it because they know it's going to be boo city so did paul Millsap get a tribute no when he came back uh, no. with atlanta I don't think mm. so. I mean, he probably got cheered because we love Paul. Sure, he I, does every time. I'd rather... I just, I just wonder... Because he was here for, what, right, seven years? Yeah. Six or seven seasons. Yeah, long and, time. And he, I would just kind of say for the years he was here, he did 
as much. I mean, I love Paul Millsap, and Gordon Hayward, like you said, was great while he was here. He did his job well, but so did Millsap. You know, yep. Millsap, but Millsap never made an All Star game when he was here. And we we um, said we told Millsap we're not going to re-sign you for the amount of money that you could make. Yeah, like it was mutual on both sides. Right. Like we've got favors, we've got Gobert. We love you. You've been amazing. I think it was but go get your at stuff. The time. Yeah, but but still, they had the, that young core that they. Yeah, it was just we're getting away from Corbin and decided we're going this direction. And and Millsap knew that, and I think he was thankful and appreciative and and knew, hey, I'm going to go get paid now. Yeah, in Atlanta, I think is where mm-hmm. he went. Yeah, he so, went to Atlanta. I just wonder. So, d- did Millsap warrant? A tribute or a video? Do you guys think, or is that just no? Same situation? I, Millsap no. earned what he gets every year. He gets an applause, and that's what he earned from his time here. And, and that's great. Fifteen million dollars a year. That's so does CJ Miles, you. who spent a lot of time in Utah. Still, what you would been, say is, yeah, that, I mean, we don't he, have anything bad to say. Toronto about. played the other night, and CJ Miles still comes out and gets huge cheers. Well, yeah, he no, he didn't leave on bad terms. Well, he didn't I mean. turn out the way we wanted him to. We drafted him out of high school, right? I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's one of the last players. Jeez, when was that? Oh three then or something? But so there's no uh love loss there with CJ Miles. He just didn't work out. He's still in the league. Good for him. But yeah, cheer him. Same with uh I don't uh Damari Carroll. Yeah. Cheer that dude wherever he is now. Wesley Matthews even still gets a spattering of, yeah, of cheers. Yeah, I just wish he wouldn't have left, but yeah. Oh, man, well, he was so good. His he was one of those guys that we literally could not afford him. Yeah. No. He got a huge offer sheet from Portland. Yeah. they That was when Portland was in the mode of, we're going to pay everybody tons of money. Portland and, was uh, in the stealing. mode of screwing us for about four years. Yeah, because they gave, <laughs> they gave Millsap a huge offer yeah. sheet the year before, and, and, and we just ma- matched it. We matched it, but they always would front load mm-hmm. the yep. stupid contracts every time. There, yeah, there was a chunk of time there where Portland it seemed was, every offseason Portland was going after jazz players. It yeah. was really strange. It was like two or three years. Yeah. It's strange. Dumb yeah. dumbs. But no, the thing with Gordon is, yeah, he was our best player and brought us back to the playoffs, got our first playoff victory in over a decade or something like that. And great. That's fantastic. Love love what Gordon Hayward did when he was in Utah. We loved him. We wanted him back. And then he said, no, I want to go play with my old college coach in the city of Boston, even though you're offering to pay me more money and you brought in the guys I wanted you to bring in and you're doing all these things that I want you to do. The best tribute that we can give him is a tribute Gobert did when he announced that he signed and he took a video of himself listening to hip hop and gave him the salute. Yeah, <laughs> just said, that's right. We're coming back after you. Yeah. You, you trade, you, you're a traitor. Right. You well, abandoned us. Well, that's the us. thing is it's, it's not even that he just looked at Utah and said, thank you for your time. Thank you for what you've done for my career. Thank you for... Snyder to Snyder, excuse me, to Coach Snyder for making me an All Star, and Johnny Bryant and some of the coaching staff that really developed him. But and, and then thank you, but I'm I'm going here for this reason that and just gave us straight up to the fans to the. But no, he he, and I know this has been beat to death, but the way he did it, mm-hmm. the no 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 no, the reports aren't accurate. He hasn't made up his mind when you know. He'd made up his mind. And you look back at some of these videos that some people have posted, you know, since then, and you can see the just this pattern and the signs. Like, I think he knew he was leaving mid-season. I think he oh, knew yeah. this was my last 
You know what I mean? There's just there's some stuff out there that's kind of convincing to me. But I think that's what rubs the jazz fans the wrong way, and that's why he will get booed. And that you Listen, know that it's gonna be weird I, when they have the tribute video. What I hope is that the jazz fans boo over the tribute video oh they will that's what i want to hear jazz fans but listen this no is a, not this just because they're jazz fans but because they disagree with the sentiment of doing a tribute video right. this is america we don't want a tribute video to this guy the organization the man can try to push this on us but we the people <laughs> don't want a tribute video Rage we have the machine we have yes i saw we celebrate martin luther king's birthday we celebrate George Washington's birthday. We celebrate Abraham Lincoln's birthday. We don't celebrate Benedict Arnold's birthday because this is America. <laughs> That's right. And this is ridiculous. The, the, one, the one thing I would say is that I think especially after the off-season comments that uh, Gordon Hayward clearly is like, oh, three-hour practices and, you know, Clint, or, you know, Brad Stevens is best X's and O's coach in the league, all that kind of stuff. This is clearly the Jazz going, listen – we are the bigger man, and we're not going to stoop to your level. Yeah, it's it's the high road. Yeah, sure. it's the high road, but it the low road is so much more fun. Yeah, it is. That's why we have sports. Well, so we the can good take thing the is that there's going to be still morally ambiguous. The right. good thing is there's going to be twenty five thousand people who will be taking the low road. <laughs> oh, yeah. so Absolutely, I hope so. You know? He will be booed every time. The tribute video is going to set people off more. It really and is. They won't stop booing the. Entire I've seen game. people on Twitter who said that they their plan was to do nothing when he got announced, which, which I can see because it's been uh, probably like eighteen months now mm-hmm. or whatever, and so a lot of the raw emotion is is now gone. So I can see that he gets announced starting lineup. You can you kind of just go okay, well whatever. You're not going to move uh, feverishly like you would have twelve years, uh, twelve months ago if this happened. But with a tribute video in the beginning, oh yeah, that's putting that's putting lighter fluid on it now. Maybe now I'm is, now I'm going to boo. Maybe this is super sneaky. I bet this is what the, the Jazz front office is like. Listen, we've uh, we've kind of stumbled a little bit out of the gate here. We need to get our fans into this. I know what we can do tribute video for Gordon Hayward that'll get him riled mm. up <laughs> if this is low key awesome. sneaky this is, on the this jazz. is reverse psychology going on here. I give you all the applause <laughs> I just, it's going to be job. just painfully awkward to be to see it happen like because oh, I'm going to yeah. watch the game <laughs> yeah. and I, I wish I could go but um, I'm going to be watching it and like you know they show all that stuff so like is this a national this TV video game? Is it is I think so. Video's gonna be going. Hayward's gonna be standing there looking up, watching the video while it's showing the. He'll probably be playing. It'll probably show the with the ninth pick, you know, and the the transformation from the shaggy-haired, skinny kid getting a wet willy to well, they probably won't show. Can we put that in the trivia video? Like Darren Williams throwing a ball in his head. So in Parks and Rec, when Ben goes back to get his key from Ice (laughs) Town, he can't make it because he's sick. But when he goes back, it's actually a trick. And they're there to like throw the pie in his face all right. over again, rub it in years later. That's what the Jazz should do. Is Delonte West should come out and introduce Gordon Hayward that <laughs> night and introduce a tribute video. Boom! But he's total be troll job. Watching the video and the booze will be raining down, possibly drowning out. Oh, it's going to be so awkward. That would there, be awesome. There are some players... As a fan, that would be so cool to watch that. <laughs> there are some players we who would take petty. that. We are petty, but that would be really fun to watch if it was like that. There are some players who would take that and feed off of it. Like, if you did that to Russell Westbrook, he would, he, 
he would aim to get like 40, 20. He murders he would. And yeah. he probably would. He murders somebody on a dunk that night. Thunder would lose. We've watched Gordon Hayward long enough to know that, that he will wither. He'll wilt yeah, like he, a little flower. He shrinks yep. at confrontation, at any aggression put towards him. I mean, there's those, uh, you guys have probably seen the YouTube clips of this career compilation of him dodging out of confrontation when they're <laughs> not sticking up for his teammates, things like that. It's bizarre, man. The dude can't handle that. I just want Donovan to go for 40 Yeah. on the Celtics tomorrow awesome. night. And go bear to block Hayward five times at the yeah, rim. And dunk on him. Yes. I want to see Donovan pull just... Whatever it was uh, that he pulled last night right. to just unleash five of those. Exactly. All on Gordon's head. The question, too, is, is Gordon going to even play? Right. That's the... Because yeah. right, so far on back-to-backs, he hasn't played yet. I think Brad so Stevens far. said that he doesn't see why he wouldn't play. Okay. I can see... That's uh, about his... I could see why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's about his shirt. He's, he's about to get got. Rodney Hood gastric distress moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bet you... I, I'm like... Man, I, I just am excited to see the petty level of some of these jazz fans because you know there's going to be signs there's probably going to be signs for Zupas there's going to be signs of Delonte West head giant Delonte West heads I would love it if they didn't confiscate those signs but they yeah, actually allow they, them in yeah they'll probably take them because the jazz are kind of stupid in what they allow into the stadium I, re- I really wish they wouldn't I wish they would let up on let the fans be creative with some of their insults well because some like of them, I really would because some of them are really funny them, and really good and like and other teams let do that yeah you and other teams do it and I'm not saying that makes it right because other people do it but somebody holding a Delonte West sign is not aggressive it's not rude no, it's just funny. pointing to where you got a wet willy from a player years ago and neither you nor anyone else on the team stood up just yeah that was so weird I remember when that happened yeah Delonte West was a strange individual um transitioning to the well yeah. shifting very very little but do you um you want to talk about the Jazz real quick buying or selling this slow start how are we feeling about the season overall with the Jazz? We're five and six, 11 games in. Obviously, they've lost some games they should have won. Um, Memphis has beat us twice. We're playing them twice. again. That's yeah, that's soon. not good. Uh, we were we, we were playing Denver really tight, and then suddenly with five minutes left in the game, we just fell apart and lost by double digits. Donovan like, Mitchell goes just, down, and we lose by twenty true. or something. Yeah, one guy shouldn't do it was, that. Yeah, I mean, just, it's crazy. And, and like in closing you know what i mean like the game was we had we were in control we were it was anyway yeah so like there's definitely uh there's been some some lows so far but i'm not worried i think last night they came and they played dallas the way they should play they were in control of that entire game there was maybe a four minute stretch where i think i even texted you guys going yeah hey are they gonna pull this you know losing a lead in the fourth again Kind but, of what, they, what they've been doing. But it was a short spurt. They got themselves under control and got right back up into 16-point lead. Ended, ended up winning by 12 or 13. You know, they, they won yeah, I think it was 13. Okay, so yeah, that's a solid win. They were in control the whole game. They did what they should do to this Dallas team. Now I think they need to just answer that with a statement against Boston tomorrow, who's a legit team. Um, and then... I think if they can do that, you know, win a game back to back, win a game that they should win, and then win a game that that 
they could lose, I guess, but just put the pedal down and then and then I think that that'll boost their you know confidence. Their defense last night finally looked right, mm. you know, and so I think that that just it's a matter of confidence, a matter of getting those wins that you should win, and then just having you know letting the the kind of momentum start to build. But I I think they're gonna be fine. I'm not too concerned about it, especially seeing you know what's happening with with Houston and some of these teams, which you know they're gonna get it together too, and, but. So right now I'm just I'm not too concerned about it. I think teams like Denver who are really hot right now and teams like Oklahoma City who suddenly is real hot. I think they'll come back to earth a little bit as it goes. So I do think it'll all balance out. That's my take. Yeah, I think some of these you got to consider also that nobody, well, early on. Um a lot of teams haven't seen the other team twice yet meaning they haven't been able to game plan from their first experience with them so the first month or two anything prior to christmas really you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt yeah you can see some trends and whatnot but it's not fun losing two early games to memphis man that's that's going to be like that hot game from last year where you look back and just wonder at the end of the season what these two losses did for us you know like where we could have been if they were turned to w twice last year too so yeah, and we, the difference between six and third for us last year was, I think, half a game. Yeah. So these two losses early on are big. You expect to lose to Golden State, even though we played them tough. Denver apparently looks like a tough out right now, so that's one thing. But, um, I, you know, and there's new uh, rules in the league. This uh, offensive freedom, of, freedom movement. of movement thing is affecting everybody. There was, um, I think, over... There was close to 60 foul calls last night in the game, almost 60 free throws shot in the game last night, or maybe yeah. it's like 69 or something like that. It's a huge number, and it, and there are all those like ticky fouls of me shoulder-bumping a player as they come through the lane, which never would have been called before, and now that's a foul, and the defenders have to learn how not to foul. So even the game, in a sense, has changed from what it was last year. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm leery. I'm not... I'm not worried, but it's. I didn't expect a four and six start. I'll tell you that much. Like it's. I don't like it for sure. Right. I mean, the Kings. I don't know what they're at now. If they've come back down to earth, but they were. They were five and six. They were maybe five and seven or six and six now. Yeah, but uh, I was actually listening to David Locke yesterday on the drive home, uh, and he was he he had a good point. Like the T Wolves game that we lost was the third game in four nights against the Timberwolves where Derrick Rose miraculously goes off for 50. Um, So that's one of those games where, yeah, we should have won it. But, I mean, I watched that game, the end of that game. Derrick Rose was hitting shots that, honestly, you couldn't really stop. They were just throw it up and it goes in kind of shots. Shots that he hasn't made for years. So that's kind of like, well, what do you do? You You can't, can't game plan that, but... And then the Denver loss was a sixth sixth game in nine nights, six different cities, road was the end of a road trip. And so those are kind of the games that at the end of the season you you pencil those in, like that's that's a schedule loss. That that sucks, but it happens, you know. And you could tell fourth quarter, I mean and watch the game, but you can see like if you're playing them great through three quarters and then fourth quarter you drop off, that's usually legs. So it's the Memphis games, but there again, you've got Mike Conley, Marcus All, 
and Jaron Jackson Jr. And those guys are good. Memphis just beat Denver last night. Yeah, Memphis is... They sucked last year because Mike Conley didn't play. Marcus Gasol was in the middle of like his trade me or not stuff. They had an interim coach or whatever. It was, it was just a bad situation for that team. They're a good team, though. It just reminds me of how... Not reminds me, but it reinforces how tough the West really is. Yeah. Because nobody expected even the Kings or Memphis to be hard outs this year. Like, I mean, Memphis, maybe you would think they're mediocre, you know, but they're a little bit above a mediocre, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, they're a, they're a, a mid, mid round, like four or five seed in the East, at least. Yeah. You know, like the way that they play, if they're in the East, they would, it'd be, you know, able to play, hang with maybe even Philly. Yeah. So right now they're six in the West. I mean, that's, that's good. Yeah. 11 games in? I didn't think they'd be there. Right. So, do we care about the East? I care about Philadelphia being fools. Yeah. you you got Keep playing Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons together. I think it's an amazing combo. <laughs> Dude, I saw some stat today about Markel that was trying to, like, puff him up, you know. That's, it gave him some, he hit, like... He hit a three. No, <laughs> it gave him some, like, per 75 possessions... Nobody's put up his numbers, but of course, like the the goats, you know. Right. right. And I'm like, come on, man, give me a break. Like, I get what you're saying, but let's be real. Yeah, because Michael Jordan missed an entire year because he forgot how to shoot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's who they were. That that was one of the names on the list. It was like the goats, man. It was yeah. like MJ and Magic and these dudes. And I'm like, come on, come when, on. When you put Donovan Mitchell. In a rookie season playoff, saying most points ever scored by a rookie in his first postseason, clearly because he's a rookie. That makes sense because you can watch Donovan Mitchell play and you think, I mean, maybe he's only going to be Glenn Robinson, you know, but maybe he's the next Dwayne Wade. Maybe he is an all-time great player. Uh, you look at Markel Fultz and you're like, hopefully he's a rotation player, yeah. you know? Yeah, hopefully. Maybe, maybe he takes a few years and maybe he becomes what everybody hoped he would and for his sake not for Philly's sake I don't want them to, to do well but for his sake I hope that happens but right now it's just get on the floor and help your team because right now when you're not on Ben Simmons does way better and the entire team does way better when Fultz yeah. is off the floor well, people was- literally run away from him when he has the ball Oh, yeah. Well, here's the problem. People run away from him and Ben Simmons right. when they have the ball. Isn't Simmons shooting like 22% or something? Yeah. Like that that's it's it's ridiculous. Dude, like it's, defenders it's literally turn their backs against them sometimes. They don't even care because they know they have no shot of hitting mm-hmm. a, a shot. Um, I was watching uh, Philly play this, or Pacers play the Sixers last night. Dude, Pacers are tough. I think I sent it out to you, Carter, where, or maybe it was on the Hero Ball account, but it just talking about how I actually think Indy is better than Philly in the East. And I think I said, just like it is here, that the Raptors, Cel- uh, Bucks, Celtics, I put the Pacers at four and Philly at five in the East. Because Indy looks good. Indy looks really good. And Philly is a mess. They've lost their shooters. They don't know how to work Markel and Ben Simmons on the floor together. The East, I'm glad that there's actually some parity in the East and it's not just two teams anymore. You've got a, a legit four or five teams that are going to be fun to watch. Yeah. well, And, and um, the Pistons. 
Yeah, Pistons. <laughs> yeah, the Pistons, who are actually... They're, I was going to say, Miami's been playing pretty well, too. Pistons are only playing 500 ball, which will get you into playoffs in the East, but they're actually fun to watch. Like, they're Look, fun, Blake which is Griffin's weird. looking like he... You know, the Blake Griffin from a few years ago, actually. Yeah. Which, you know, for that team itself, I don't know if that does much. Like you said, it's more like 500 ball right now, but, but he's been putting up 30-point efficient games. And, yep. And Drummond has been playing really well next to him, and which I thought was a combination that wouldn't work very well, but no. it seems to be clicking. How long before the Wizards have a fight on court within their own team? <laughs> like, they just fight each John other. John Wall and Dwight Howard just start punching each other. Like, how long? Before he just starts giving no, them forearms to the know, back. It'd be John Wall and Bradley Beal fighting each other while Dwight Howard farts. It probably will be. <laughs> that, that no, it'll be Dwight Howard will be moving the cookie from his forehead down to his mouth. <laughs> do, you, do you know that meme? Uh, you got to see the meme. It's on there. It's a gif out well, there. Didn't Bradley, Bradley Beal like ripped the um, clipboard out of uh, yes. Yep. At coaches. Brooks's yep. hands. Which anybody, just, any player really should. Well, Scott they, they should. Yeah. Draws up the, horrible plays. Scott Brooks got such a rep being, oh, well, he's such a good coach. No, you had. He handed Kevin it to Durant. Durant. And yeah, he literally, they would just. Trade off hero balls. Yeah, that was right. it. Yeah. That was it. And because those two are so talented, they made it work. But somehow Brooks got this reputation as being a, a great coach. And, and, and it's like. I don't know. I never saw it. It's like, what does he do? Just sits there. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um, the Wizards are broken, and they may have a fire cell come midseason. I, but they can't because you got John Walls on the Supermax. I do just want to say. They re-signed Beal. Yeah, Otto Porter's year. making 20 mil. Yeah. Here's yeah. what I do want to say. As long as Wall and Bill keep giving me them fantasy points, I don't really care what happens to <laughs> <laughs> Because somehow I ended up with both of them on my team. Oh, that and, is a fantastic GIF. Yeah. See, that's the Dwight Howard cookie GIF right there. Oh, man. And I, I don't know well, how That was from when he was in the magic days. Yeah, I mean, that's That when tells was... us everything we ever needed to know about his career. <laughs> that's I liked him when he played for the magic. <laughs> he was an amazing was one of my player. Fa- really he was liked... awesome. He was one of my favorite players to watch. His personality was super likable. Yep. I really, yep. really liked him. And then suddenly he, he started weird. demanding a trade, and it's like his whole personality change he was really unlikable well, like and that. then his game fell apart yep. he tried like, to be like a funny teenager and a petulant teenager all at the same time like he he's basically just a, a teenager which makes sense i mean he entered the league when he was 18 you know but he he wants to just have a good time until he doesn't have a good time and then he throws a fit i saw him on some show on the Disney Channel one time. We Black, still played for Blackish. Magic. No, it was like Drake and Josh or some shit. Oh, yeah. Or something like that. It probably was Drake and Josh. And I don't I just know what the show thinking, is. That's awesome <laughs> that he'd do that. And like you said, that it really tells me all I need is to that, know. Is that like Saved by the Bell? Yeah, essentially it, it was. It is kind of I think similar. it's a reboot. <laughs> Not reboot, but yes. Hey, reboot was called Saved by the Bell College Years. Oh, that's right. I watched that the was one Screech year in that of the one? Co- yeah heck yeah Screech was helping out Mr. Belding no 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 that was a he was different helping out reboot. the football coach weirdly enough there was, was a the different there was Saved by the Bell like I don't know the later years or whatever where Screech and Belding 
Oh, they tried to totally re. Like, they did, but they brought Screech and Belding back. Yeah, and that was that, it. That was it. Yeah. That was it. They had like a, gosh, I don't know because none of the other people were going to get involved with that. No, they're going to test that junk. Screech, Best in Diamond. That's probably all the work he could get, other than oh, amateur pornography. Yeah, he's yeah. got a sketchy, sketchy career. Yeah, and he's been to jail. Like, what yeah, is Screech? he I'm actually did an like, MMA fight too in there. Oh, that's right. Well, it's, it's no, not MMA. Like it's like a celebrity all... death match or something. Yeah, he fought like, Tanya Hardy. Or yeah. something yes. like it was that. like, hey, we'll pay you to do this. Sure, nothing's beneath me. Why not? <laughs> and he lost her. So it was Screech versus Rorschach, I think, or something. Like so that. what you're telling me is. Dwight Howard is the Dustin Diamond. He's <laughs> 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 the screech. He was I a hot like ticket at one point, and now he's just trying to get a cookie off his face. <laughs> oh, I mean, where does Dwight go from Washington when he inevitably washes out this year? He's already... His first game back, he looked awesome, and then that was it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean... Like, oh, okay. I'm sure... He'll go play for Phoenix. The list Tyson has got Chandler. to be getting real <laughs> small, out. real small for Dwight Howard, but... Yeah, he'll be playing in Greece here in a season China. Two. Yeah, somewhere like that. China. And then Chinese he'll go and put up... Marbury. Yeah, I was going to say, he'll put up like... 49 points a game. Jimmer numbers. Next to Jimmer. Because he'll be two feet taller than ever. No, actually, that's that's not fair. Chinese people, are, they Whoa. got some tall people Whoa, over there. Whoa, we got some, we got some stereotyping. Got, yeah, I had to break here. that back because I was thinking Yao Ming and I've seen the team play. Like, they, they're they tall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> walk the racism back. I had to walk it back. I had to walk it back. <laughs> they're all like four foot nine. <laughs> had to walk that one back. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, should we move it along to the next topic? The prime time yeah. topic. That's some good. That was some good NBA chat. I liked that. Satisfied me. So <laughs> always left me satisfied. My <laughs> um, so fifteen years ago today, Elf was released. Wow. Yeah. Fifteen years ago. Yep. So can I? Oh, I can't. I can't say that on this podcast. Okay. I'll tell you guys once we turn the mics off. So fifteen years. Although ago, no one's gonna let maybe like two people might listen to this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it was just a request from my wife. <laughs> okay. About something I want to tell you guys, but she said, "Oh, don't say anything so, to okay. a lot of people." So you want? Okay. So, <laughs> so she doesn't want to say it on the podcast. So I guess I shouldn't say it on the podcast. Right. Okay. Yeah, that but probably even though I could that. probably justifiably say you said not, not to not say it to a lot of people so I it's only to that's the three of us anyways I mean I don't know who listens but probably not too many oh, right, we have 10 reviews on hey, iTunes my, my cousin he uh, he's our like most faithful I do want to shout out Curtis because uh, we saw you on the we saw you on the jazz oh, broadcast yeah? yeah we saw you on TV yeah you sent, you sent me the picture of him wearing right? a Joe yeah. Ingles jersey yeah. that's yeah. legit you're wearing a gold Joe Ingles jersey oh yeah i gotta say i've never met your cousin but i recognized him right away right away when the picture came through yeah yeah that was funny because i was watching it and all of a sudden caitlin's like it's curtis i'm like huh <laughs> oh, i gotta awesome. get a picture yeah that was cool all right so elf came out 15 years ago today classic. Um, instant classic oh is it instant classic i don't know what to expect right but yeah it's fa- anyways fantastic instant classic got us thinking it's talk, time to talk about Christmas movie times. It's true because it is November. Yeah. So it's not like we're too early because I personally, is, I we, turn on we, Christmas music on November 1st. We need to have a so, trigger okay. warning because... Some people will. And I used to be one of those people. Uh, I used to be, if you played or did anything Christmas before Thanksgiving, punch you in the face. Grinch. 
Grinch over here. No, I love Christmas. Oh, okay, good. So I just I, I want to respect Thanksgiving and give Thanksgiving sure. its proper due. Sure, we'll have a Thanksgiving episode. So we'll, 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 we'll recap our Thanksgiving dinners and whatnot. So it's there, people. Don't worry. So trigger <laughs> trigger warning: the rest of the podcast is going to be about Christmas. Right. <laughs> so I'm excited. Because I'm a, I'm all about Christmas. Like I said, I start the music on November first. Hey, I mean, right now, you're rocking a green hat and a red shirt. You're That's basically true. Christmas. That's true. Siberian, uh, Siberian orchestra. Trans Siberian, Trans -Siberian, Siberian orchestra. orchestra has been playing at my house. Yeah, since November first. Yep. <laughs> um. So, Christmas movies. I, I'm not. We're not going to run down a list or anything like that of top worst Christmas movies. Well, we could give our tops. Yeah, yeah. we can just talk. Oh, I see. Okay. About it. So yeah. yeah, I just didn't want to do some like boring like rundown, yeah, like list or yeah. whatever. Personalize this. Yeah. Um. What do you got, Carter? That's some that's some quality segue in yeah. radio right there. We we well, definitely planned out this app super well. <laughs> yeah, we're a little rusty. It's been a, a week or so. So. Well, well, should we start with the hot button topic, or well, I was go with say, like? No, here's the thing. no. Let's. Save let's that. Find our way. Let's find our it, way it, it organically will, into that. It will reveal itself. <laughs> yeah. so, and I, it was funny because when we were texting earlier today, I, I wasn't going to say it. I was literally waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come up, and then it did, and I just laughed and said, yep, there we go. So, my thoughts. I love Christmas movies. Uh so are we just gonna like we want to go through our like our tops or like how do we want to do this? I, don't, I didn't really prepare. Or just yeah, go through your tops. How my top. That? Okay, well, <laughs> this is tough because I love. So my my top. I think my number one Christmas movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Really, oh, that's your top it. number one I've top. Never, ever watch that movie oh man you should I've okay so that's not a negative take that's just a, you've never watched it no I've tried to like watch parts of it I'm like oh this sucks it's hard to watch it. this it's like pretty you slow started it and then you yeah like, it's really long it, it is really long actually and, and when yeah. it's on TV it's like four hours right yeah so um I don't know I love it it's really great. it's my number one it's my top I've got to watch it every year um the story is it's a I mean, really, the story's a pretty cliche. It's kind of a retelling of the Christmas Carol in some ways, you know, as opposed to him seeing... Well, I mean, it is that. He's seeing his life if he never would have existed, you know, as opposed to, you know, Scrooge seeing just the different, like, points of his life and kind of where he went wrong and whatnot. But yeah. But either way, um, I just... I, I don't know, I... I love it. I love I love Jimmy Stewart though. He's yeah, just, I do. He's awesome. And did you watch that one growing up? I'm curious how yeah. that is your number one. Because I so I didn't watch that film growing up. Of course, you know about that film growing up, but I didn't see it. Uh, I didn't grow up watching a lot of black and whites. But my wife is huge into them. She grew up on those. So I, I really got educated when I got married to her. I watched it and I kind of thought eh, it's long. It's not terrible. But I don't know that I want to watch it every year. That's how my wife is with it. So it's like you know? kind of like that tough, like, I've got to watch it. So, and she's kind of like, she'll watch it. But it's, I, I feel a hint of begrudgingly. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, well, I'm going to watch it. But um, because her favorite Christmas mu movie is, uh, I feel that way about hers, which is The Grinch. I don't, 
it's like Jim Carrey's. Oh, the Jim Carrey Grinch? Where, where like, I can watch it. It's like fine. Hey, I don't fact. know if I've ever watched that one either. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's, it's I've seen I've just seen okay Carrey, to me. Yeah, yeah. It's got some funny stuff. I love it, the animated Grinch, but right, right. So anyway, it's a wonderful life. I grew up. I I think the first time I saw it, I was probably like eight or nine. So it's not like a way embedded in oh, growing yeah. up, but like I saw it and I I can't put my finger on it. I just it like as a kid was like moving to me, huh? and so hmm. I just when I watch I watch you're it, mature I beyond your years. And, yeah, right. <laughs> then I turned on Weird Al and made some fart jokes, <laughs> 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 but uh, which was earlier today also. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, famous. Who doesn't want to live in an Amish paradise? <laughs> right. So I love It's a Wonderful Life, um, and then the other ones that I just love that I've got to watch are. Yeah, it's going to be a longer episode. That's all right. So, I like, um, I've got to watch The Santa Claus, the uh-huh. original with so Tim good. Allen. Okay. So good. Classic. My wife loves that one. I don't even bother with two through four. No, no. Don't even care about it. Of course it. not. But the first one is just, so, it's so funny. It's yeah. just like that classic <laughs> Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of just the, the <laughs> it's it's great. It's got a lot of good one-liners and, and, and jokes that are like, like for adults that you as a kid went over my head but now it's like you know kind of funny and then uh let's see what else home alone of course is a oh gotta watch home alone absolutely i, I, I even like home alone too like i don't have any oh yeah for oh, home no alone home alone too. too it's literally the same movie like same movie right. the exact plot except in new york yeah it's just set in a different place um a christmas story is a classic i referenced that one year year round there's always quotes coming up. Oh, yeah. Bumpuses or just whatever, you know. <laughs> so that's my dad's favorite movie. And every year when PB- TBS says they're 24, 24 hours, hour. we'll go over there for Christmas. And he that's always on the TV. Nice. He plays that. That's his favorite film. I don't, I don't awesome. know why, but yeah, it's his favorite Christmas movie. And it's always on the TV come Christmas time. I like it, too. I mean, it's good. But, you yeah. know, some people just really get into it. And my dad's one of them. Oh, yeah. What about... And then... Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh as you say... Um, I'm sure there will be another that I'm like that'll kind of be that like how did I miss that? Of course I was, but sure, yeah. one I do think of, and I'm gonna just say it. Wait, do it. Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> Hold on, so my memory bank isn't working too well right now. You thought I was going a different direction. I did. That. So before this is another. So debate. you're gonna have to explain this one to me, okay? Because I'm not thinking Christmas in my head right now at all with that movie. Um, Does Batman save Christmas? I don't know. He, That's what, I so don't Batman remember. Batman essentially saves Christmas. <laughs> that is literally. I'm gonna look the it up on IMDb of, and it will tell me that. Of Batman Returns, is Batman saves Christmas. Batman Returns. That's the Penguin, right? Yep. There should be an entire. I mean, Tim Burton's got what is Christmas trilogy, right? Batman so he's got Returns. Batman Returns, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and uh, Edward Scissorhands. Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Scissorhands. Right? Is that Christmas? Well, it's which no. I mean, that's there's <laughs> of course that movie probably is probably in December. It's the story of how snow became. Like, that literally is like the story of Edward Scissorhands because like it begins with the old lady talking about it's she's talking to her grandkid, right? How does the snow the snow falling well tells the whole story and then it concludes with and that's how snow came about. So, anyhow, so, Batman returns. Okay, go ahead. Oh, so what about Jingle All the Way? Did you ever see that oh, one? That's I, a I good watched one. it as a kid. That's what Sinbad, right? And Sinbad's in it. Schwarzenegger. And Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah, I watched it as a kid. It's not. It's not like a. 
I've got to and that's go what I thought today just, about watching it was I think I watched it multiple times as a kid yeah. and I probably haven't seen it since I was four. I probably wouldn't enjoy it right now no I but probably I haven't seen it since I, I was 14 it. or something like that's, that but as a kid like the, there's like one toy left that's right and they've mm-hmm. got like they're fighting over the Buzz Lightyear essentially okay yeah that's pretty much what it is I probably wouldn't enjoy it as an adult, but as a kid, I love that one. It's right. a Christmas movie. It's really good. And my mom does too. My mom loves action films. She loves like Twister and The Mummy and things like that. So she always would watch it with me. She liked that nice. movie too. That was a good one. Did you guys ever watch, I think it was, uh, it was like Arnold Christmas or something like that. Arnold Claus. Arthur Christmas. Arthur Christmas. I have that on the list. Yeah. That's a good movie. That's a legit movie. It came out uh, maybe five years five, ago. Six, seven five, years six. ago. And it, I don't know who made it. I don't even think it was DreamWorks. No, but it was some other studio. Some other studio made it. And it's an animated film. Um, I don't really know how I to describe it. I got it for like it. five bucks on Amazon. My kids love it. It's really good. Yeah. Our kids burned through that movie probably two years ago. Yeah. We've watched it like half a dozen times in our house. It's a fantastic movie. Really good. If you haven't seen Arthur Christmas, it's worth your time. I've yeah. not seen it's it. It's about multiple generations of Santas. There's yeah. Grandpa Santa, normal Santa, and uh, successor Santa, and then there's Arthur, Arthur. Yeah. who's the younger brother who... Of the successor Santa. Yeah. Right. Who uh, messes everything up. And messes everything up, but he has the spirit He's of Christmas. The spirit. He's got the Christmas the heart. The heir apparent doesn't. He's got more the business heart. Uh, he like stops doing something. He stops. I think like hand delivering the gifts house to house, and yeah. he sends out like Santa Claus minions and robots or something like that to do it. He's all automated. All automated. He's the Amazon of Christmas. That's right. And Arthur goes, "No, you're Santa Claus. Santa Claus has to go to the house, drink the cookies." Or drink the milk, eat the cookies, yeah. Get the list from the kids. So he's got the spirit of it, you know? Yep. Interesting. It's a good film. I was going to say, I just uh, saw a headline yeah. here. If you guys, I'll let you guys read it later. Or maybe I'll send out the link on our Twitter. Yeah. But it is. It's from The Nerdist. Why Batman Returns is a magical Christmas movie. Dude. And, and it, I've read this before and it would... What's the date on Add that to the list. Yeah, what's the date on that? I've never considered this. Um, This was from December 11th, 2017. Wow. All right. Oh, I've said ever since I was a kid, like at Christmas time, my my Christmas movies, like I just named, like Batman Returns is always on there because to me it's always just, it's a Christmas movie. So... (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. (laughs) So, um, I don't... So I'll go kind of through my... my, Anyways, I don't know what I'm saying. In no particular order, let me say it like that. Uh, Elf. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy Elf. I could watch that movie multiple times. That's a standard in our house. That's just got to be standard. I really like the original 1960s version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm -hmm. It stays true to the book. It's literally like 35 minutes long. Perfect. Perfect time frame, yeah. It's great. I mean, it's way better than the Jim Carrey one that came out that added all this stuff just to make it a two-hour film. Um, the original 1960s version is fantastic. The Grinch is ugly and menacing like you'd expect him to be. Were you going to say something? Narrated by Boris Karloff, I think. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. He played Frankenstein. Yeah, and the, the mummy. Frankenstein. Yeah, the mummy. Who's the He's monster just guy. Kinda, yeah, between him and Bela Lugosi and Lon Chaney, kind of the classic horror dudes from the 40s. So, anyway, I always thought that was cool. Um... Charlie Brown's Christmas. I never watched it growing up. I mean, I'd see it on TV. That's great. Every year, That's same with like one. same with Rudolph and stuff like that. You'd see him, but it, I never. I don't think I ever saw it start to finish hmm. until 
a couple of years ago, we started like renting it and we'll start to um, look it up and when it's going to be on TV and then we'll go and watch it. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brown's Christmas is, is another good one that's really good. Yeah, it is. There was an article a couple of years ago about Charlie Brown's Christmas and at the end when Linus, he's the one with the blanket, right? Yeah, and he the, reads from Matthew. Luke. Luke. Oh, Luke. He reads from the book right. of Luke, yeah. yeah. And the only time when he drops the blanket is when he's reciting the book of Luke where it talks about, uh, I think, uh, not having fear or I don't remember the passage offhand but he's quoting it and the oh the do not be when the angels appear and say fear not for I bring you good tidings of great joy yeah and so he talks about how he drops the blanket and he thinks this writer was saying how he thinks Edward Schultz Charles Charles Schultz uh, animated that um, on purpose just mm-hmm. to show, show. He, he didn't need his like safety blanket. That's right. To show he that's awesome. Awesome. So cool. when you watch it, you see it. He just drops it, and then immediately after that scene's over, he picks it up again and he starts carrying it around or sucking his thumb or whatever he does with it. What I, what I've always liked is how that just lays down. You know, yeah, like it's the, the, oh, yeah. the it's not like the a twenty eight of Christmas, like like the true you know yeah. like Jesus you know and, and what it's all about, but like. What I think is really interesting is that in 2018, they still play that every year on TV. And I say every year, like, God, when are they going to start? Like, like right. I'm just bracing for Trimming when they're going to cut that part out. And yet it still is there. And it's just, it's, yeah. it's cool that it's there every year yeah, they, because it's from a bygone era, you know, where we, we wouldn't make something so explicit anymore. Right. You know, um, so those have been some good ones. Home Alone, man, it's a staple, just like Elf. Those two are classics. They're immovable from our home. They're always going to be there. Elf is awesome. So and, good. So clever. He, so clever. And just witty. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I like about Elf, too? The, 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 the first time I saw it, too, I thought was really cool, was that they actually bring in the characters from, like, the Rudolph. So yeah. Like the Snowman right. guys. Yeah. And, uh, They're like silver and gold and all that. But yeah, like all this stuff from those. Because I grew up watching those. And we his had, his elf outfit as yeah, well. That's right. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And so, like, as an adult, I don't really care much for Rudolph. I think we texted or Rudolph's a weird on one. Twitter. Rudolph. We talking about Rudolph. Like, it's yeah. not very good as an adult. I look back. And no, it's Twitter. not. But as a kid, I loved it. And we had a VHS that had all those stop motion Christmas movies from Rudolph. The Little Drummer Boy. Um, Snowman? Yeah. Maybe Frosty. Yeah, no, the had, abo- yeah. no, 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 the Abominable one. It Snowman had the Frosty cartoon on there, but the Abominable Snowman That's is from Rudolph. Rudolph. He's from yeah. Rudolph, but yeah. It's there, like a there, weird like side a handful, story in it. There's a handful of that same style the, the, uh, out, stop outcast. motion. Yeah, the Misfit yeah, Toys. Misfit Toys. Misfit Toys, which... Because yeah. Rudolph's a misfit. He doesn't yeah. fit in with By the red By the way, nose. Project 86 put out a... Um, Christmas EP, <laughs> oh, like you nice. know, a long time ago. But yeah. I was. We're gonna have to do a Christmas music. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. We'll do that before Thanksgiving too, so that people can get <laughs> <really> upset. <Yeah. laughs> Dude, I like all those. Dude, Ru- Rudolph is a weird stop one. Stop motion. As an adult watching Rudolph, the the foreman, the boss, yeah, is like angry. He's like maniacal. Yep. Angry, yelling at the, at the toy makers. To work harder and 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 um, and then the way they treat Rudolph is just downright mean. It's not even uh, like with kid gloves, soft oh, no, it's a bull- bullying. Like it's hardcore, so what you're saying hardcore is, like bullying. Yeah. So you're saying they used to laugh and call him names? Exactly. Did they ever <laughs> let him play any of the reindeer games? Or? Dude, they never even let him. Yeah, no, they didn't let him play any of the games. Well, 
I'm sure once he could actually provide something for them, they all change their opinion, right? (laughs) (laughs) So just try harder, kids. Yeah. Yeah, that Rudolph, Frosty, and Miracle on 34th are like on my unwatchable Christmas movie No, I've tried Miracle on 34th. I just don't care about it. I don't. Same. Uh, Santa Claus to me is another staple. That movie's just so funny. The scene I love is when when he... I mean, there's so many to choose from, but when he's really starting to buy into this whole, okay, I'm Santa Claus saying, but I still have to hold a nine to five. And so he shows up to the board meeting in his sweatsuit, in his gray pants yeah, and gray yeah. shirt. And the woman comes in to take the orders of what lunch, of what food they want for lunch. And he orders a whole buffet of food. And at the end, I think he orders some milk, milk and, cookies. and cookies. Yeah. yeah. And everyone looks at him and goes, Scott, are you feeling okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's a, I love I love that when he's in the doctor's office yeah, and yeah. she's like, "Well, you put on a little weight." Does this look like a little weight? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. just the his belly sh- jiggling. I, yeah, he's like got that beard. He's like, "I shaved this morning," you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I shave in the morning. In the afternoon, I look like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there's some. Yeah. Santa so I have one on here that I don't know if have you seen Scrooged, Bill Murray. So I have seen. Uh, that do, before. Do you guys need me for this app? I'm gonna go get something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it before. But do you're I, coming? <laughs> yeah, we we know what you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've, got a, I've got a few that you guys haven't mentioned yet. Okay, so so Scrooge for me is I've seen it once, but it's never been like a never really. Been I, I saw it as a kid. I thought it was really good. It's kind of a dark Christmas movie. It's Bill Murray. It's awkward. It's the characters are kind of gritty and a little grimy and weird. Have you ever seen it, Darren? Mm-mm. No. It's, no, it came out when I wasn't like allowed to watch those kind of movies. It, it's it's funny. It's good. I don't know if there's anything. There, there probably is something crass or something like that, and it's Bill Murray, but I don't remember that. Uh, I just remember it being a really weird Christmas movie because there's the ghost of Christmas past, future, and present in it. You know, and it's showing him what he's losing being Scrooge and hating Christmas, like all the people that are hating this episode because it came out before Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's a good one that we're checking out. Nice. Yeah. You're up, D. You're up, D. That it? You got, that's it? Yeah, I guess I'm done. So, uh, like, Christmas Story, definitely. Like, I love the, the 24-hour marathon. And it's become a thing now when we get home from, like, Christmas Eve service. Yeah. Put the kids in front of, the like, the computer. Just let them start watching it. And I didn't know if they would like it. But a year or two ago, they just were transfixed oh, by that's it. that's awesome. So, it's like, yes, this Not is... A finger. <laughs> And I, I can watch that movie like every. I know exactly what's coming. Yep. But every year, it's like I gotta watch this. So good. So Dude, good. I love it when he says the swear word. Fudge. Yeah, yeah. how they do it, and then he like gets the bar so But his I mouth. didn't say fudge. Yeah. <laughs> so great. That is good. Because they're speaking about it in a kid's way that yeah. kids can understand. Best, and as a kid, you're going, "Oh, I know what he means by that." Best part. Best part of that movie is right after he says that, and the mom has. Where did you hear that word? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I heard it from my dad, but right. I wasn't yeah. to tell her that. So I said the first name that came to mind, Schwartz, and then he yeah. calls her up. Guess what my son just said? Where do you think he heard it? His father? No, from your son. What? Yeah. Yeah. Beating the kid yeah. on the phone. <laughs> Such a sixties thing to do. Oh, that's my favorite part. He totally heard it from his dad too. Oh yeah, well, and, and I love the kids laying in bed. He's like, Schwartz is getting his. <laughs> you know, just like oh, yeah. such a total kid thing to do. Uh, um, National Lampoon's Christmas. 
Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, vacation. crap, yeah. man, I forgot that one from the list. That's a good one. That's uh, the light scene on the house oh, is yeah. so good. That's always good for some laughter when he's hanging <laughs> yeah, out in the uh, in the attic. You know. Yeah, yeah, I like the grandpa. Or when the the cousins show up. The cousins show up in their Winnebago. (laughs) Cousin Eddie. Who invited them? Uh, Oh, here's one. uh, This is definitely a classic for us Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. So I watched that when I was a kid and I really liked it, but the one that I was like better was Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, I haven't seen that one. But my brother always loved the Muppets. Yeah. So he w- it was kind of like a he would want to turn that one on. I'd want to turn Mickey on. But the Muppets one is good. I love the, the Muppet is one. Is that the one with Michael Caine? Yes, it Caine? is. Okay, Michael Caine yeah, is uh, Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That's a that's a great great movie for like I grew up watching that. Started showing it to the kids. Is um, Kermit? Um, does he's he play uh, Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to just remember through because I'm. I'm thinking back to like the, uh, isn't the two old guys? They're one of the ghosts, or or no? They play no. Marley, Marley, they're and Marley, Marley and Marley, that's right. and they've yeah. got that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good. Uh, now that I think about that, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, and a classic for uh, for growing up in my family was White Christmas. Oh yeah, that's a good one. White yeah. Christmas. And, so Andrea introduced me to White Christmas. That's a real good one. Yeah, we watch that one every year too. With um. Oh, what's his name? Bing Crosby yeah, and Bing Crosby. Dan yeah. Kay and that, yeah. Um, so that's where the song became famous. It's not say, where it introduced I, for it, some reason, but that's where it became I famous. Thinking of like the old classic. For some reason, my mind was trying right. to think of like a more recent movie. Oh, yeah, and every year so. it pops up on Netflix. It's always there. And uh, oh, yeah. and my like growing up with two sisters, and they loved like doing the mock, you know, sisters song. But the one when the guys are singing it and they hit each other. <laughs> So there's some like a scene in the beginning where the two guys do this sister song. It's uh, I think it may be Dan. It's Danny Bing Crosby and Danny Kay. Yeah, Bing Crosby yeah. and Danny Kay do this song from I think Rosemary Clooney and this other woman yeah. do it. And uh, so they're out like in women's attire singing the song, and they're legit laughing. Oh yeah, it's and it's trying fun. to like mouth these words at the same yeah. time. It's really funny because you can tell they're breaking they're character. Each other over the uh, they got like these big old like peacock peacock fans. feathers. Yeah. So it's a good movie, but uh, when it when I think Christmas, I think and it ha- sorry, and it has like a war theme too, which is common at that oh, time, yeah, like World yeah. War Two, because it's all like, World War Two buddies. Yeah, World War Two buddies. Yeah. They knew it actually starts with them in the war, just for maybe the first like ten minutes, and it just shows that this is where they knew each other, which is such a common theme from those movies back then. Well, even It's a Wonderful Life, his brother was away at war. Yeah. Mm. And, and and came back like a hero. And then, so that's the other part of um. where if, um, you know, if he was never born, oh, nice. Yeah. Showing me the picture. Right now. So if he was never born, he would have never been able to save his brother from falling through the ice on the out skiing. Yeah, that's right. And so his brother, um, I, I can't remember if he like died in war or so, I don't know. Like it just, it's like the butterfly effect thing. And so that's a big theme on that one too, mm. which is, I pro- I would imagine around the same time that those movies were right. Yeah, probably put out. But. but yeah, I mean, when I think Christmas, my heart goes to Nakatomi Plaza. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, what, I mean, what's not, what Nakatomi hap- Tower? What happened there? What they filmed there? Well, I mean, is that from like Home Alone Two when they were in New York? No, they're in they're in L.A. 
They're, yeah. Kind of, he's coming out to the coast just to have a couple of laughs. Okay. You know? Um, he welcomes people to a party, and uh-huh. he gives the machine gun as a gift, saying, ho, ho, ho. Uh, that doesn't sound like a Christmas movie. It's just Christmas there's as a it mach- gets. There's a machine gun? There's a machine gun. And uh, that's, C4. That's definitely... Like C4, like the movie? Yep, and Reginald Johnson playing a cop. Reginald Johnson. Oh, yeah, from Family Ties. Yep, Family Matters. Family Matters. So from Silver Spoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing them all out there. You're talking about Die Hard. I'm talking Die... I, I am talking Die Hard. You're talking and Die Hard. There it is. You're talking <laughs> Die Hard. We <laughs> made Darren wait a whole, like, 20 minutes to get that out. That's the one we've been waiting for. And, and I don't even say it as a joke. Kayla and I, we watched that movie... Every Christmas Eve, after the kids go to bed, after we get all the gifts out and everything like that, we sit down. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You put out the gifts? Uh, well, I bro, mean, you I gotta. gotta Santa you, brings them. You have to spoiler alert that. Like, you can't just blurt that out on the pod. Kids are listening to this. <laughs> we sit down. We get some eggnog. Maybe or maybe not spice with some bourbon. Um, <laughs> and uh, kick back, and we fall asleep watching Die Hard. Nice. Which is only right because, I mean, you're watching a movie out of season, so that makes sense that you'd fall asleep to it. It happens at Christmas. Um, (laughs) Happening at Christmas and being a Christmas movie, though, are not the same Christmas is a major theme. Again, like I said, he welcomes people to a party. (laughs) It's a Christmas party. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, but it doesn't have the spirit of Christmas. It doesn't have that giving spirit. Absolutely. (laughs) Now I have a machine gun. (laughs) Ho, ho, That's not a Christmas gift. He got a machine gun. (laughs) I think that's a better gift than I've had some years. I I would like a machine gun for Christmas. I don't know what I'd do with it, but shoot stuff. That'd be kind of fun. Shoot your ass. Yeah, there's a really touching story where he's looking for shoes the whole time because he doesn't have any. Yeah, he's he's like a child in need. And his feet get all bloody on the dirty glass floor. It's really hard. And he's like a a needy little kid (laughs) who needs some shoes. Exactly. (laughs) Can I ask a question? What is this movie about? <laughs> I've never seen Die Hard. Oh, so. wait a second. I'm Darren, he's trolling us, right? Oh. He, oh, yeah. He's, trolling, he's just playing like the voice of the devil right now, just being the devil's advocate, <laughs> right? That type of thing. Explain the premise to me. Let me dissect if this is, in fact, a Christmas movie. Well, yeah, explain the premise of Batman Forever. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Batman Returns. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, but forever. It was jump. Real talk. I've never seen Die Hard. So seriously, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Christmas Eve, man. I literally don't know what the movie's about. I've always heard this debate: Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not? I always hear it, so I know about this. Okay, well, this thing, but I literally have never seen. I do know clips and the famous Yippee Kaye and all or whatever it is. Yippee Kaye. Our next Hero Ball date. We're not going to record that pod, but our next date, we've we've got to watch that because it's a it it's a good film. I bought it because for Christmas. We watch it every Christmas. Nice. So I would love to get together and watch it. It's really good and fun. I don't think it's a Christmas film, but I'll watch it anytime you want to put it on. I've I, I really I've seen parts of it, you know, so I'm like familiar with some of the, you know, because it's like a cultural. Oh yeah, it you is. Know, significant. Oh, yeah. So there's like famous lines and things that I know just because of the cultural zeitgeist that it falls. Dude, they're using but, cool computer technology in like but, 1988. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've never seen the whole movie. And so. a hockey puck explosive thingy 
So he's like a homeless guy that. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's no, he shows up. He's, he's a, a police New York officer. Cop, yeah. And his wife got a. They've really, done like five of them. His, him yeah. and his wife are separated. I don't think they're she, technically divorced. She got a. Uh, she got a really nice job in New York that moved her across the country to L.A. Yeah. She's like some top executive. He didn't think it was going to work out, so he stayed back as a cop. But it worked out. So now he's coming to try to patch things up with his wife. But there's also. Alan Rickman. Oh, really? Who is the greatest villain, okay. movie villain of all time. And uh, I like him. Hans Gruber also had plans for uh, for the building. That's who he he's, plays Hans Gruber. He's uh, he's a, a German yeah. German guy who... Uh, he does so good. Oh, so we good. we got two FBI agents involved as well. Uh, Johnson & Johnson. One's white, one's black. They're not I, related. And I love that their names are Johnson & Johnson <laughs> just because it's... It, I mean, it's it's just Is funny. It a comedy. There's a lot of comedic things. Yeah, it's, it's an action. Com- it's oh, okay. it's a Bruce Willis action movie. So yeah, it's, oh, yeah. I so, mean, even people being named Johnson and Johnson are just funny. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, you have, and so anyway, so it's like situational humor. Oh yeah, uh, not like intended to make you like this is a slapstick like. Yeah, no, 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 it's comedy, a, but it's like this situational it's an stuff. Movie. That's okay. I think I could get into Paul, it. Yeah. Paul, just, Gle- really Paul Gleason is in it. That's not a name you might know, but he was a principal in The Breakfast Club. He played oh, yeah, in a yeah, lot yeah. of other 80s but films, But he's, he's the police chief. That's he's right. the completely inept police chief. Yep. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of... It was the end of the Schwarzenegger-Stallone big muscles, big guns, big hero action flick with the one-liners. But it retained it retained the humor, but it made it more sophisticated for like an early '90s, with a guy who's not ripped, but he's an everyman, Bruce Willis, New York cop, Balding. wrong place, wrong time. Yep, okay. wrong place, wrong time. People try to take over and rob the building, but he's there as a cop. He's got he's he's the only guy who can stop it. I've I've got a six shooter in my pocket. I think I can stop an army of twelve people or whatever they got. Yep. And then he gets a machine gun. And oh, then he oh, gets a machine gun. And then he gets some C4. And then he gets some C4. Blows <laughs> up the second floor of the building. Take out a rocket launcher guy. And then there's the limo driver. Rocking in his limo. Oh, Listen yeah. to rap music the whole time. Yep. I, I love that limo scene. Not like a particular scene, but the limo in general. Oh, yeah. Because it had a TV in it. Cell phone. Cell phone. This is 1988. Cell phone that could get reception in a parking garage. In 1988. <laughs> That's an expensive limo ride right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that that is... And, and I, I ride or die with Die Hard being a, uh, a Christmas movie. Dude, the end is so good. I'm not going to give it away, but like I'm just thinking of it in my head right now. Oh, yeah. That's a good film. Oh, yeah. So, apparently, Bruce Willis himself declared to Entertainment Weekly that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. To which this guy responds, if Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, then White Christmas is not a Christmas movie. And I say amen to that guy. <laughs> I don't, I, like I said, I haven't seen, so I don't listen, have a whole ton of... I don't I listen to the opinions of actors and actresses because they're dumb. Yeah, the the line of what makes one and what doesn't, you could say, well, it has to have like the spirit of Christmas or something overt in it, like Charlie Brown or uh, the writer reconciliation, gift giving, parties going on. The writer says says a diehard writer confirms it is a Christmas movie. Boom! A diehard writer confirms the writer who the guy wrote the script. And you know what's amazing? Subjective. It came out in the summer. It did. 
Which and is another reason why it's not a Christmas movie, because it, it came out in July. It came June. out in July, based yeah. around Christmas, though. Batman Returns came out June 16th, 1992. Isn't that odd? Like that, Why would they release a Christmas-themed movie in July? It actually like kind of, I think, rev- it started... Weird. It was one of the first movies that really made summer because summer didn't used to be a like a blockbuster blockbuster time it kind of created that that whole Mm. industry of summer blockbusters Hmm. we've got another christmas movie coming out this april shazam (laughs) Uh, is that based around christmas it's it it takes place at christmas time or is that just a carter smith christmas gift (laughs) right early so uh, in the trailers there's He's like in a little Christmas village. He's there's Christmas trees all over. So nice. I'm okay. just assuming it uh, takes place around Christmas time. Hmm. Whether it's a Christmas movie or not, I don't know. Because I, I kind of lean with you where it's like just because it's set at Christmas time doesn't make it a Christmas movie. That's why I, I argue that Batman Returns is about Christmas, and you just you need to watch it. You need to listen to the dialogue. You need to yeah. See, Very I think, though, if you start being so uh, strict with the definition of what is a Christmas movie, you have to throw out movies like Home Alone, which is also just a movie about a kid getting left at home at Christmas time. Like, it's not about yeah, he, like, gets Christmas gifts. per se. He goes to church. Well, the whole thing, yeah, but big deal. That's the whole not thing is he realizes movie. that the like, best gift is his family. Which is what oh, Bruce Willis gosh, realizes at the end too. These the definitions are so loose. Playing Again, loose and fast here. There's a Christmas party. There's gift giving. So here's our. There's recon. There's there's you know interpersonal reconciliation. This is that's our threshold. We're just gonna- <laughs> <laughs> and it's based around it's, Christmas. The spirit of Christmas. I mean, you hear it all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a time to <laughs> put aside differences. Blah, really, blah, blah. you got family you members that are annoying, these- but you ignore that because it's Christmas time and. <laughs> I'm just pulling stuff out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. You could probably apply that then that that matrix over a lot of different films that like I mean, and if, if they're based at Christmas, I say sure, that's a Christmas. Right. Movie. So that's what it comes down to, though. Is then it comes down to does it have a Christmas tree or ho 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 or Christmas music going on or something like that? And if so, then that's what makes it a Christmas movie. If not, then it's just the same moral principles, but happening in whatever month it is. Sure. Okay, there you go. So, it's sure. Die Hard and Batman Returns are certified. <laughs> certified. I mean, you heard it here. Hero yeah. Ball certified. Dare game the certified stamp. <laughs> certified fresh. Cool. All, All right. right. We've been talking for two hours, D. Get us yeah. home. Yeah, so, uh, so if you disagree with me that uh, Hero Ball is a... Not the Hero Ball. Die Hard, man, it's late. The Die Hard is a. Uh, it's late. It's not, I'm losing my voice. If you don't it's think late. Die Hard or Batman Returns is a Christmas movie, you might as well just unsubscribe and not talk to us at all because we don't want to hear that junk. Well, that's rough, but okay. And <laughs> uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter at the Hero Ball Pod and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. And until next time, keep chucking. <laughs>